There's power in the name of There's healing in the name of There's salvation in the name of The Bible says that demons tremble At the sound of that name Jesus Welcome to the ministry of Bishop Emmanuel Louis Interfold of the Anacazo Assembly Cathedral of the United Denominations originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. Bishop Interfold is a medical doctor and senior pastor of the Anacazo Assembly Cathedral of Fakor Katwa. A seasoned and anointed preacher and teacher of the Word of God followed with miracles, signs and wonders. His in-depth teaching of the Word of God will change your life forever. Now, here's today's message. Hallelujah. Put your hands together for the Lord. Amen. Are you ready for another day? Church growth. Church growth. It is possible. Hallelujah. Amen. God is going to make you fruitful. Only two people. God is going to make you fruitful. Hallelujah. Father, thank you for another opportunity to be here. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Please be seated. Hallelujah. The growth of the church is the blessing of the Lord. Amen. Uh, Yeah. The growth of the church is the blessing of the Lord. If the Lord does not bless you with growth, you aren't going to grow. That is why throughout the scriptures, he asks us to talk to him so that he will bless us with the growth. In Psalm 2 and verse 8, he said, Ask of me, and I will give you the hidden for thy inheritance and the utmost part of the earth for thy possession. Ask of me. Ask of me. He is the one that can give you the hidden for you to inherit and for you to possess. Amen? Huh? Because a man can receive nothing <laughs> A man can receive nothing Except It is given to him from above I got what I'm saying Yeah That is why in Ezekiel 36, 37, God was surprised that 
the house of Jacob was not asking. He said, for I will yet of this be inquired of by the house of Jacob to do it for them. I will multiply them with men as a flock. I will yet for this be inquired of. He was very surprised. Eh? To do it for them. I will increase them with men like a flock. After this conference, expect expect increase of men, sheep, like a flock. Expect. How many of you are going to expect? Amen. Expect. But he said, that said the Lord God, I will yet for this being, I will yet. Why have they not asked all this while? Amen. God is going to make us fruitful. Listen to me. That ministry before your eyes is going to multiply. No, that ministry. That, that same ministry. That same ministry. I'm talking about that same ministry. That same church that has been there for the past five years with 17 members. Yesterday, you know, the brother was sharing with us after 22 years, his church has seven members. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know whether he's here. He was here yesterday. Yeah. But that same ministry today has 22 branches. 3,000 members. Yeah. God will do the same for you. That is why we are here at the church growth conference. God wants to teach us. God wants to give us wisdom. Jesus said in Matthew 13, 33, for the kingdom of God is likened to a woman who took living and put in three measures of meat until the whole lamp was living. One of the versions says, until it grew. When you put a certain type of living in the church, eh, living, yes, the one that the people who bake bread put in the dough for it to, to rise. When you put a certain type of living in your church, it will rise. So in these days, as we are here, the Holy Spirit is giving us living. Hallelujah. And you see, the living, the type of living that I need may not be the same as the one that you need. Yes. I get what I'm saying. Because maybe your problem why the, 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 your church is not growing is because you don't pray. But maybe 
Another person's problem is that the person is not a good leader. So they are different. So if somebody is disturbing you, tell the person, look, maybe you have received yours. Maybe you are full. Maybe you are full. Amen. But I am not full. Sit down. Hallelujah. Amen. What a blessing. What a blessing. What a blessing. Now, yesterday, I read a statement, and I'd like to read it again. From this book, Church Planting. How many of you remember the statement? Everything I've been saying from yesterday is coming from that statement. When barrenness is taken away, fruitfulness is always the result. This is a statement of a man that is a mega church pastor. You see, some people, when they speak, you have to listen carefully. I get what I'm saying. Yeah. When some people, when they speak, there are some people, when they speak, they speak mostly theory. What they are saying, they've not done it. They've not seen it. But when a man who is a mega church pastor makes a statement like that, you have to take it seriously. That is why I spent the whole of yesterday on this statement. And I intend to continue today. That when barrenness is taken away, which means that the, 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 the mountain that is preventing us to be fruitful, that, that mountain is called Mount Barrenness. I get in that. Mount Barrenness. Now, there's a difference between a hill, a mount, do you get it? An elevation eh? and a mountain. And even among the mountains, there are different types. I think in Ghana, our highest one is Afajatu. Yes. But when you place Afajatu by Everest, suddenly Afajatu becomes like a plane. There is a mountain asset now in your ministry. That has prevented you from seeing increase, growth, expansion. Do you understand it? It's called Mount Barrenness. And Bishop Dyke is saying, when that Mount of Barrenness is taken away, 
fruitfulness is always the result. If that be the case, and we want fruitfulness, then our battle is with Mount Barrenness. And we are declaring war on Mount, on Mount Barrenness at this conference. How many of you are declaring war? Because if we can remove it, no matter the state of our ministries as of now, fruitfulness will come. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. And I prophesy to you that in these four days that we are here, God is going to anoint you. God is going to give you wisdom. God is going to show you how to overcome, how to fight, how to defeat, how to demolish Mount Barrenness in your life and in your ministry in the name of the Lord Jesus. Yes. Amen. But this barrenness at all, what type of animal is it? What type of animal is it? So yesterday, I gave you 21 definitions of barrenness. And somebody is saying, Bishop, yesterday I had to go and sell something so uh, you are a pastor. We are having church go conference. Why did you go to sell? <laughs> so, Bishop, can you go over the 21 definitions? Those 21 definitions, it took me about three hours. So we can't go over. But fortunately for you, there is the Macarius Library. All right? And this book is in it. Make sure that you get it. 60 books in this library. Powerful, practical ministry books. Alright? So get your copy. It's 600 Ghana cities. It was 700 and then a bookshop people by the evening they reduce it. Making a book there, 10 Ghana cities. So get it. And you get this book. And then you can go over the definitions. Can I have an amen? amen? Then I showed you 20 things that when they exist in your church, it means that you are suffering from barrenness. For example, if there is no growth in the number of converts, if the number of membership is not increasing. If the attendance is not growing, if the number of workers are not growing, do you understand it? If you are not planting more churches, if they are not producing pastors, all these are signs that you are suffering from barrenness. By the time I finished that first session, most of us here agreed that indeed we are suffering from barrenness. Mm. Hallelujah. But fortunately, we have treatment. 
we have treatment for the barrenness. When a woman cannot have conception and goes to see the doctor, all right, a good doctor, Professor Sadrick says, a good doctor. Uh, treatment is prescribed after the problem is analyzed. After the problem is analyzed. Hallelujah. Amen. So, in the evening, all right, I started analyzing with him what is the cause of the barrenness. Because just like in women, the barren state can be due to different causes. In the same way, the disease is barrenness. But there are many reasons why spiritual barrenness happens in the church. And depending on the type, then there are specific treatments, antidotes. Amen. Barrenness, cause of barrenness number one, is what we call agar barrenness. A-Q-A-R. And that is a Hebrew word. And agar means the distraction of the generative organs. Or their removal. Or their malfunctioning. So, when a church is suffering from agar barrenness, okay, the productive aspect of the church, soul winning aspect, outreach aspect, soul drawing aspect, is either non existent or is not working or is deficient. How many of you remember that? Hallelujah. There are no outreaches, no crusades, no breakfast meetings, no person-to-person evangelism, no street evangelism. The pastor is sleeping happily. The members are chasing after their prosperity. The souls are all around, but there is no consistent, regular Intentional, do you remember those words? Consistent, regular, intentional effort at bringing in unbelievers into the church. That is why you have no converts. How come you have no converts? Because unbelievers on their own will not just come to church. Yeah. One time I was going to have a, a camp meeting, you know, and uh, on the way, I had some of my pastors in my kind were talking. And that was when I was in this church. We used to do an akazu. We had a service early in the morning, 6 30. We would go into the community. We had to wake up the people, we had to wake them up. Some of you have to fetch water. Bath. I'm going to call this person by the time I come. Eh? But during the discussion, then they told me, they said, Bishop, can you imagine that there are some people after one year, 
we still have to go and, and accuse them. And I said, ah, we do that for people, you know, who have just started coming to church, you know, and all that. Ah, one year. So I said, no, 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 we should stop that. We should stop. But during the camp, one of the things I was teaching on was on the principle of anakazo. And at the point, I started asking people how they got born again, how they came to church, their lifestyles. And as the people kept on talking, the common denominator was that, look, there was no desire whatsoever on Sunday for, for anybody to say, I'm going to church. Many sellers will go to the nightclubs, will come at 2 a.m. When I come home at 2 a.m., I am coming to sleep and wake up 12 midday. Church was not in my mind. The only reason why I was in church is that somebody came to disturb my sleep and accustomed me, compelled me to wake up. Now, as they were speaking, right in the midst of the Lord said, have you seen have you seen the mistake that you were just about to make? Don't give it up. Continue. Even if it's one year, continue until the people are established. Amen? It's a long fight. Hallelujah. What was I saying before I said this one? I'll say something. Wow. Eh? Sorry? Yes. So, the reason why, yes, I was saying that, so unbelievers do not have a mind that, like, like the unbelievers in your area, that this Sunday, okay, they decide that this Sunday they will come to your church. They don't have a mind like that at all. They have a mind to go and play football. They have a mind to go to the stadium. They have a mind to go out with their friends. They have a mind to go and swim. They have a mind to just rest, you know, and all that. So if you don't set up an intentional system, all right, that will bring them in, you cannot have comments. And yesterday, I shared with you one key that will help, help you to overcome the agar barrenness and it was the secret of industrialization the secret of industrialization which means that you should turn your church into a soul winning soul producing industry So, as President Akufuado, our president has decided to build one factory at one district. You too, when you go to your church, set up so winning industries. So winning industries. Wow. Whose aim is to go out into the community on a regular, consistent, intentional way 
to bring in the souls. Can I have an amen? Yes. Yes. And this is lacking in many churches. We have different churches and pastors who suffer from agabariness. They have programs. No programs are there. Gospel Explo. What are some of the other programs that we have? My marriage seminar. Is that not so? Eh? Prophetic encounter conventions. Eh? Anointing services. Eh? All night services. Different types of services are there. But there are no programs that are geared towards winning the loss. Amen. That is why we must go back to the message of salvation. The message of pure salvation. Where are my two books? Hmm? We should not forget. We should not forget. Hallelujah. Hebrews chapter 2. Hebrews chapter 2. Hebrews chapter 2. Therefore, we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard, lest at any time we should let them slip. For if the word spoken by angels was steadfast, and every transgression and disobedience received a just recompense of reward, how shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation? which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord and was confirmed unto us by them that heard him. God also bearing them witness, both of signs and wonders and with diverse miracles and gifts of the Holy Ghost according to his own will. But listen, the scripture says, how shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation? The message of salvation must not be neglected, but we have neglected that message. Hallelujah. Paul said, Paul said, Acts chapter 20, how I have not left out anything, but I have, but have taught you the full counsel of God. We must teach the full counsel of God. And the full counsel of God also includes the message of salvation. Prosperity is there. Victory is there. Fruitfulness is there. Discipleship is there. Faith is there. You know, and all that. And we preach all that. But we have neglected the great message of pure salvation. Every pastor here, if you do not buy any book during this conference, not this one, buy it. And it will help you to learn how to preach the message of salvation. This is the message that will release souls into your church. Hallelujah. It will break the power of agabariness. Yeah. It is the gospel that is able to set people free. That is why Paul said 
I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone which believe it, to the Greek first and to the Jew. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. Teach your church 120 reasons why you must be a soul winner. why teach them stand in the puppet i am showing you how you can overcome agar barrenness the food the fruitlessness that is linked to the lack of outreach in your church is to turn your church into an industry that produces souls. But your people will never be interested in souls until you have taught them why it is important. Why it is important. And in this book, there are 120 reasons. You must be a soul winner because that is the great commission, great command, great mandate, great instruction, great order given to us by our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So teach them that when you tell them that they should go and win souls, they should do outreaches, your chapels, your ministries, your cells, your different groups in the church, your, your, your businessmen group should do breakfast meetings, they should reach out to the Lord, to the lost. It is important because that is the commandment that the Lord has given explain it to them explain it don't think you are wasting your time because as we are teaching this you know you are not preaching about prosperity this is the real prosperity message teach them you must be a soul winner because we are all called to this great work of soul winning explain to them that the scripture says many are called hallelujah Matthew twenty two fourteen. Matthew 20, 16. For many are called, but few are chosen. Explain that to them. Can I have an amen? Amen. Hmm? Listen to what William Booth said about a call. Listen to this. And, 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 And tell your members, not called did you say, not heard the call I think you should say. Don't say you are not called. Say that I have not heard the call. But that's not the call. The call is there. By the time you take your people through these 120 reasons, they will be turned into soul winning machines. I see industrialization happening in your church. Receive the grace to turn your church into a soul winning industry. Yeah. Amen. One of, one of the most powerful 
So winning industries you can deploy in your church. Bishop, you're welcome. Is the cell system. And we'll dedicate special time for that. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Are you here? You've gone home. All right, so let's continue. The second cause of barrenness is called shakor barrenness. S H A K O L. Apostle, welcome. S H A K O L. S H A K O L. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Shakor. Now, this is another Hebrew word. You can find this word in Leviticus 26, 22. Right under scriptures. Leviticus 26, 22. 2 Kings 2, 19. 